0: Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Shanda Madutton. She is a coach, consultant, and facilitator, helping leaders engineer resilience in themselves and their people. I have Coach MJ Tolan. He is a speaker, author, and entrepreneur with 35 years experience. He has lived in 12 countries and is the host of the podcast, Mission I'm Possible. I also have Dr. Bob Choate. He has eight years of military experience, worked in the LAPD, was a stage hypnotist, owned a wildly successful business, and is now going back to school for a third PhD, this time in physics. The question I have today, how much do you think you've actually learned from other people's mistakes? Dr. Bob, kick us off.
1: So if if you take an example of a little child, young child playing out in a playground, tossing a ball, So Timmy's tossing a ball, seeing other people uh, as they uh, make mistakes and say, oh, I don't want to be like that person. Mm. And so I'm going to make corrections. So there's a part of the brain uh, called the ventral striatum, trying to predict what works and what doesn't work. So as he observes what works and what doesn't work with these children, Timmy will learn from that, come back the next day and then start getting better and better.
0: Shandamah, what's been your experience from learning from other people's mistakes?
2: I think twofold. I think very early on in my career, I learned from my managers, uh, the good managers and and the not so good managers. And I learned really from the impact that I felt from their management style or their leadership style, what worked, what seemed to work and how it landed with me. And I made a I kind of promised to myself not to do those kind of things to other people Mm. because I knew how it felt. So it was very kind of, I suppose, inward looking. Um, but I agree with Dr. Bob. is as you get older, you realize if you just shut up and watch people and see what they're doing. And even better, if you can put that into context, so they do this in this situation and that seems to work or that doesn't seem to work or they do that with, that person and that doesn't seem, you know, I've watched them three times now and it's just not going anywhere. So I think <clears throat> you can also learn from watching and understanding the context um, that people are trying to do th- things in.
3: I'd like to just give a shout out to Timmy because Timmy's <laughs> on the field and he's learning from everybody else. I've been I've been so inspired as a leadership coach Uh, as a writer, uh, by coming out of a company that I was consulting for or doing a workshop or training for and getting feedback from their leaders or getting feedback about their leaders from the teams that I was asked to empower. And those examples of how those leaders failed their own people, not only uh, infuriated me internally, but I couldn't express it, but they inspired me. So through their absolute epic fails in developing personal relationships, developing trust with their people or failing to do that, they inspired me to write about those subjects so that I was the Timmy who learned from their failures.
0: I think for me, when it comes to learning from other people's mistakes, when it's something physical like baseball or a sport, I feel like it's easier because you can observe direct relationship. They did this and this happened. I think when it's something more intellectual, it's harder because there's some randomness involved where somebody may do something and there is a result, but was that result a hundred percent, the result that had to have happened if they did that thing, not necessarily, it could have been something else. And I think in as entrepreneurs, I see a lot of mistakes where people do things as entrepreneurs and it works or it doesn't work and then someone follows the exact same path trying to learn from their mistakes and that's a mistake because the path it's not stepping stones it's just random turtles they happen to step on that's a story don't step on turtles
1: one of the things like with the more intellectual kind of stuff for example in management systems the big thing that that came out uh, i think like in early 2000s even to this day is a process called Six Sigma. Mm-hmm. And a lot of business has incorporated Six Sigma. But the way they failed is looking at the data. Does it work or does it not work? Data shows that it doesn't work. So these are people that don't learn because they're not looking at the data to see if it works or if it doesn't work. I think it takes a certain level of intelligence to, to get into those kind of learnings of of others' mistakes, especially like uh, businesses.
0: If you see someone make a mistake, how can you purposefully incorporate information so that you don't make
3: it yourself? Well, it depends on the mistake that you see, first of all, and um, whether or not you're incorporating something might be filing it first. You can go back and revisit what it was that you observed intentionally about that. Had you been in that situation, how could you have done otherwise? And then putting yourself into a future uh, self uh, scenario that if you were now confronted with that information, based on the information, this is how you might handle it differently.
2: And there's also an element of uh, how you're judging that. It is a mistake. So how do you know? It's a mistake in your frame of reference, but it might not be a mistake for them. And then if you're trying to learn from that and you're going to go on and and do something different to that is, do you know yourself well enough that what you do won't eventually lead to a similar outcome? So that there's, that's, I think the randomness, that's what I'm making up is the randomness you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's much easier when there's cause and effect, but as we know with people and humans, that doesn't often play out. Mm -hmm. and you can do the same thing and get a completely different outcome the second time around because some things are just not uh, observable.
1: And both are so spot on. I'm just going to piggyback on that. The way we try to predict something going into the future is that we tend to look at the past. So I'm observing in the present, but I'm looking back into the past in terms of, okay, this happened. This is a mistake for that. But if we're trying to predict that it's going to go in the future, Ch- Chandima, you you were spot on on that. We don't know, so there could be a lot of different things, a, chaos and everything like that that, that can change it. it. It makes it hard that that we can take something that we think we're we're going to correct, and even based on data, and then move it forward in, into the future. Then mm-hmm. something else shifts, and then it it may become. Another mistake we think we're correcting for, but it may be even a small mistake or even a bigger mistake. So Mm -hmm. that's very difficult in terms of that.
0: I read a book recently that talked about the past is like the trunk of the tree where there's just one obvious answer because that's what actually happened. And the future is like the branches of the tree where there's lots and lots of different options. And as we move from the past through the present and into the future, we start lopping off the branches of things that didn't happen. And we forget that they had to be part of the thought process when we were kind of moving through. And so I think it's easy to look at someone and say, Oh, the trunk of their tree, that was a mistake, but we don't know all the branches that were there to begin with. And so we we think it was easier to have not made that mistake mm. than it actually was.
3: Well, it's easier we, to look in the rear view mirror and see what's behind you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were on a board, a panel uh, advising a startup, and they told me about a particular space they were going to, of course... One of the first things i'd want them to do is do a swot analysis be able to see exactly who, who their competitors are and what they've done right and what they've done wrong so in that particular scenario just like driving a car you can learn from others and profit
2: i also think there's a there's a cause and effect thing so you you've only seen one effect maybe mm-hmm. or you might not be seeing the full kind of effect as it plays out and um, So it's being aware that you're perhaps only seeing part of, part of the result, part of the outcome and really, really understanding, okay, that might look like a mistake, but what, what else has happened? Maybe they weren't mistakes. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
2: you come to some choices about whether you carry on and take the consequences that come out of your actions, knowing that some of them might not be you know, positive or, or
0: desired? I think that learning from other people's mistakes requires a lot more data than most people gather. Like they don't really ask. They just look at what happened and what they can see. And to your point, Shanama, there's so much that you can't observe about a mistake that determines was it a mistake or was it not? And would it be the same outcome if I did the same thing? The answer in very likelihood could be no. Although jumping off bridges usually has the same result. Anyway, that is our (laughs) 10 minutes. Thank you for having this conversation with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.